Hello, and welcome back to the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you, and I hope you enjoy the episode. So today is June 1st that I'm recording this. I'm super excited because I'm ready for it to be summer. I am just under three weeks out for my first powerlifting meet. I'm also super excited for that. So yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I'm stoked. But today we're going to be talking about how to know if your workouts are truly effective because a lot of the ways that people measure the efficacy of their workouts is are inaccurate and they don't actually give you a good idea of whether or not your workouts are effective. So we're going to talk about how you can actually know if your workouts are working for you and if you're following a smart training program. So let's get into it. So first, let's talk about some of the myths around how to know if your workouts are effective and like the wrong ways to measure workout efficacy. So number one would be like people will always think if they're sweating by the end of the workout, then it's effective. And that's just not the case. Sweat doesn't tell you anything, right? Like you could go outside and just um, walk around in 100 degree weather that doesn't and you'll sweat. But that doesn't mean that it actually gave you any result. So just because you're sweating at the end of your workout or you're not sweating doesn't really measure how effective it was. Same thing for being sore. So a lot of people will chase this feeling of soreness with their workouts and just try to be really sore the next day. And that's also not a good indicator. So I want to say if you are literally never sore, however, like at all, never get sore, you probably aren't training hard enough because... If you are, you know, training properly, you'll be putting a new stress on your muscles and um, that's how your body adapts, your body adapts to it and then you get stronger from it. That's how it works. So that is going to make you sore sometimes, but you don't need to be sore from every workout. You don't need to be sore in order to have had a good workout. Usually soreness is going to happen like in your first week, first, second week of a new training program. Um, Because they're new exercises, your body's adapting to them, and it's a new stress placed on the body, so you're going to be sore then. But then on the third and fourth week, or however long your program lasts with repeating those exercises, you're not going to be as sore. Because now you've been doing them for a while, and you're even if you're progressively overloading, you're increasing the weight, you're following it just as you are supposed to, and you're getting the results from it you still might not be sore and that's totally fine. It's not really like a good or bad thing and it's not something that you need to focus on. Um, It doesn't really measure how effective your workouts are and certain exercises are going to make you more sore than others. So it really, there's a lot of factors that go into it. You don't need to worry about it. And then also people will focus on like whether or not the workout made them tired or exhausted by the end of it, that's also not a good indicator either because a lot of things can make you tired, but that doesn't mean that it was effective. Some workouts you actually want to go out feeling better than when you came in. Like you, some workouts are going to be focused more on using lighter weights sometimes, like maybe it's a deload week. Other workouts might be focused on going heavier. So it's really not about how you feel after the workout or like if you're flopping on the floor or you feel like you need to take a nap. That doesn't necessarily tell you how effective the workout is because, again, you're just chasing a feeling. You're just chasing this feeling of being tired 
but that doesn't mean that you're actually getting anywhere. Like you could have, you know, done a hundred burpees and be tired from that, but is that going to help you get stronger, build muscle, move better? No. So it's not really an effective way of measuring it. And then also people chase this like burn feeling. Like they chase the feeling of like, oh, my muscles are burning. Oh, I can really feel that glute burn, that shoulder burn. That doesn't mean that it's effective either because this is super common like for women to do especially is to get like three pound dumbbells and do like a hundred reps with them and then they feel it burning. But that's really like suboptimal for getting stronger and for building muscle. You want to be lifting heavier weights closer to failure at a higher intensity in order to get that right that result. And you might not always feel the muscles working. Like you don't need to focus on feeling every single individual muscle work in every exercise. Like some mind muscle connection is important, of course, but like it's not about feeling the burn in every single exercise. Like in a deadlift, that is a heavy deadlift is going to help you get stronger. It has a lot of benefits, but you're probably not going to be feeling a burn in that exercise. And that doesn't mean it's ineffective. It just is, that's not how it works. So don't focus on feeling the burn or feeling like thinking that every single muscle has to be burning for it to be working. That's not true. So if you'll notice all of those measures of progress that people will use are focused on chasing a feeling. They're focused on how do you feel after the workout and that's how you know it's effective. But rather than chasing a feeling, you want to chase actual results, results that you can measure and that are in line with your goals. So it's not about how you feel after the workout necessarily. It's about metrics that you can actually look at and that you can actually compare and see from there. So like if you're, you know, like I've said before, if you're sore or if you're tired, that's just how you feel in one moment. But maybe you're not getting stronger. Maybe you're not building muscle and those are your ultimate goals. So it doesn't really matter. So I think the first thing that you should do is number one, establish what your goals through training are. So make sure that you have tangible goals that you can actually measure and that your program revolves around them. So that could be two times bodyweight deadlift, or it could be getting my first chin-up, or getting my first push-up, or whatever it is, and have like a goal that your whole program will revolve around. So if you want to get your first chin-up, your program should be designed to help you get your first chin-up. It shouldn't be something doing just like random things. Establish a certain goal that your program has, so that way you can measure it. And then you'll have, maybe you'll have more broad goals, like you want to also notice more muscle definition and get stronger overall, but make sure that you also have goals that are actually specific so that you have a frame of reference to see if you're progressing towards them. And then measure those goals. So if you want to get stronger or build muscle, this will also help. Make sure that you're tracking your workouts. So basically, any if you're doing any strength training, make sure that you're tracking your workouts writing down the weights that you're using each week and focusing on increasing them over time or increasing the reps or slowing down the eccentric or improving your technique some way make sure that you're progressing week to week and following a structured program tracking your workouts is going to be super helpful because then you can actually see yourself getting stronger each week and you know that you'll you're not wasting your time in the gym and that it is effective 
And then for maybe your bigger goal, like I mentioned, if it's to get your first chin up, keep track of that as well. Like see your chin ups progressing and focus on that and celebrate yourself for getting closer to that and make sure that you are reaching that goal. And then if you want to make sure that you're building muscle, take progress pictures. That is super helpful. That way you can see if you're obviously building muscle, noticing changes in the mirror. But just know that that takes so much longer. Strength is something that you'll see progress pretty much every week or every couple weeks or every month, depending on how advanced you are and stuff. But building muscle takes like months and months. So those ones you might want to compare like month three to month six or like month six to month 12. Whereas strength progress, you can compare week to week, month to month, since it's going to happen really fast. So basically my first tip is to establish a goal and track your progress around that. Next is to make sure that you're actually pushing yourself in your workouts. This is one of the most common mistakes that I see with women who get into strength training is that they don't actually lift heavy or push themselves in the gym. And like you want to be training hard when you're supposed to be. Of course, if it's like you're if it's supposed to be a lighter workout, then don't train super hard. But when you're focused on getting stronger and when you're doing strength-based workouts, you should be pushing the intensity. It should be hard for you. You, you know, like making faces, grunting, struggling to get it up, even like breaking form on your last rep, depending on the exercise, of course, like going to failure on a back squat is different than on a bicep curl, but like you should be struggling when you're strength training. Otherwise, you're not going to be getting the benefits of it. It shouldn't be easy. It shouldn't tickle. It shouldn't be super comfortable. Um, Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That is how you're going to see true results. And that's probably the main reason that a lot of women don't see the results they want to see when they are strength training. Or one of the main reasons is because they're just lifting light weights. Or like they are lifting weights where they could carry on a conversation while they're working out or they are it doesn't they're smiling while they're working out or it's just like easy for them that's not what you want and to make sure that you are still putting that intensity in like I just mentioned tracking your workouts is going to be super helpful because that way you can it forces you to increase the difficulty over time which is necessary for getting stronger and building muscle making sure that you're increasing the weight and the sets, reps, whatever it is over time. If you're not tracking your workouts, you don't really have an idea of what weight you used last week or like exactly how many sets and reps, so you don't know if you're actually progressing. So when you track your workouts, you'll know for a fact that you're doing that and that's what's going to help you. A good way to think about this is on a scale of one to 10, how hard was your set? So. This is called RPE. I could totally do another, that's a whole nother topic, but briefly, RPE stands for Rate of Perceived Exertion, and it measures how hard your set was perceivably on a scale from 1 to 10. So if it was a 1 out of 10, it's like so easy. You could do like a billion of them, and 10 would be failure. You can't even do one more. You failed on the last rep. So you want to consistently be around like RPE 7, 8, 9, even possibly 10 on smaller exercises like 
lateral raises, bicep curls, that's totally fine. But you should not be in like the four, five, six range consistently in like every exercise, which is where a lot of women would fall. So make sure that you're truly pushing yourself at those higher intensities. Another way you can think of it is like RPE in reverse is RIR, which is reps in reserve. So basically like if you had, if you were doing 10 reps of an exercise and the RPE was eight, then that means you could do two more because eight plus two equals 10. So you don't want to have more than like one to three reps left in the tank on a consistent basis. That way you'll make sure that you're pushing yourself enough. Okay, so we just talked about how to make sure that your workouts are effective. So number one, you should make sure that you are reaching your goals and you have goals set in place that you can measure. Number two, you should be progressively overloading. Number three, you should be pushing the effort. So those are what you want to do to make sure that your workouts are effective. Now we're going to talk about how to make sure that your training program is smart or that you're following a good program. So number one, it should be individualized to you. You don't have to like have a coach specifically write a program for you. I know that's not something everyone can afford, but the program should at least be in line with your skill level, with your goals, with your equipment, something that you can stick to, something that you enjoy. That's super important because if you're just following a program that has nothing to do with you or that you can't actually follow, it doesn't matter. It's not a good training program if that isn't the case. And I want to touch on that enjoyment a little bit more as well. You should have goals that are exciting to you. Um, you should set goals based on that. And you should incorporate things in the program that are enjoyable to you. So don't set a goal that you don't actually care about. Set something that like really excites you and lights you up. And you're like, I really want to reach that. That is how you're going to stick to it. That's what's going to motivate you. That's what's going to keep you going. And that's what's going to make this fun. This should be as fun as possible. This should be something that you actually enjoy and are motivated to do. Because otherwise, you're not going to be able to sustain it. And it's like, what's the point, right? So make sure that you enjoy, the, somewhat enjoy the program. Maybe there will be exercises in there that aren't your favorite. But there should be some that you do enjoy. And your goal should be something that you're excited and passionate about. And then number two, these are in no particular order, by the way. Um, your training program should prioritize recovery and rest. This is so important and so overlooked. People will always think that they need to work out like five, six, seven days a week in order to see good results or just like do no rest between sets and just try to go, go, go. But you're not going to be able to see results if you're not actually recovering properly. So that is a couple different things. Number one, you should be resting between your sets. Absolutely, if you are lifting heavy, if you're strength training, the goal isn't to just keep your heart rate up and to just go as much as possible without resting. The goal is to perform well, put effort in, lift heavy, and execute the movements properly. And you can't do that if you're not taking any rest, if you're not if you're in a fatigued state. So you should be resting one to five minutes between sets depending on the exercise and the intensity and all of that so make sure that it includes that make sure that you have rest days um like they're undeniably important 
training is like the first part of the equation. It's where you're breaking down your muscles, but rest is where your body adapts and comes back better, stronger, more muscular, whatever. So you have to be resting in order to actually see results. Not to mention, you also have to rest in order to put the effort in. Remember, we talked about if you're not putting effort in, you're not going to see the results you want. So if you're not resting, you're not going to be able to do that either. And you're also probably not going to stick to it. You'll be fatigued. You'll be burnt out. You'll be more likely to injure yourself. Rest days are super important. So if your training program doesn't include rest days, I'm not talking about some days you do hit and the other days you lift heavy like true rest days where maybe you're just going for a walk or doing some yoga, like then it's not a good program and you need to make sure that you're including rest days. Number three, it shouldn't have a billion exercises per workout. If you are doing like more than, you're doing like 12, 13, 14 exercises per workout, that is not a smart program because there, it becomes a point where it's just a waste. You can put a lot of effort into like four, five, six, maybe seven, eight exercises, but you can't put that, you can't keep putting that effort into 12 different exercises. You're going to be tired by that point. So then it'll just be wasted sets or junk volume, whatever you want to call it. And you're just wasting your time. And then you're not going to be able to recover as well for your next session either. So you're Workouts should have between like four and eight exercises as a general range. And it's really about, oops, <laughs> it's really about quality over quantity. It's not about doing as much as you can. It's about putting the effort in and really focusing on each movement. Number four is it should have structure and repetition. If you're just doing something random every time you go, you're not going to be able to see results. You need to be consistent with the same things and repeat them and focus on improving them in order to see results. Like I talked about progressive overload. If you're just doing something random every time, you don't have anything to progressively overload. We need to be repeating exercises, repeating workouts for a couple weeks and then and focus on improving them and doing those same movements and then you can Obviously, you're not going to follow the exact same program for the rest of your life, but like repeating exercises, workouts for three to eight, even 12 weeks, that's what you want to do. Number five, every single exercise in that program should be intentional. Like there should be a specific reason why every single exercise is in your program. All of it should be contributing to your overall goals. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. Everything should have a purpose. And this is super common with like people just following like Instagram workouts or swipe workouts, which is good if you just want to like move and exercise. But if you have goals, that's not what you want because they'll just be following random exercises that don't really make sense for no real reason or just like adding extra exercises again for no reason. So every single exercise, every movement that's in your program should have a purpose. There should be a reason why you're doing uh, five sets of five instead of four sets of 12 or something like that example. And then the last one, which I kind of already mentioned before, but it should be something that you can be consistent with and stick to because otherwise there's no point in doing it. It's not going to last. So make sure that you're including that the program is something that you can do. Like 
a good program followed 80 to 90% of the time is way better than like an absolutely optimal program followed 40% of the time because it's about the consistency. That doesn't mean that you can never miss a workout, but you should be going, you should be able to follow it 80% of the time at least in order to see the results that you want to see. So if it's something that's like totally not doable for you, then don't follow it. Don't try to. It's not worth it. And modif- and do something that you can actually stick to and you'll actually be able to follow through with. So those are just like six of the most important training principles when it comes to your program. So if you're following a program, look at them. Make sure it's including all of those things. And then everything I mentioned before for how to know whether or not your workouts are effective. All right, so that wraps up this episode of the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you, and I'll talk to you soon.